So, somebody say something funny. Luke, say something funny. Just too much pressure. I can't cope with that. That's not... No. (laughs) 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 Right, that's the cold open done. There you go. (laughs) 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 What is that? Who's that Charlie in the skiing episode? (laughs) 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 hello everyone and welcome to the tipsy sloth podcast this week the film we have chosen is shimmer lake which is a mind-bending crime thriller as i think a few of the tags were on netflix um you have myself callum and i am also joined by lucas Yo. <laughs> <laughs> that was actual uh, lag that time. Actual lag. Was lag yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that he wasn't ready. My interest <laughs> is struggling. <laughs> we'll just point out uh, right here that Luke's, yeah, Luke's internet is struggling a bit, so he may be a bit behind at some points, but we will soldier through. And More than usual. Fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the fans will enjoy my out of time quips. What? <laughs> I didn't hear a word of that, but that's this is going to be this is going to be interesting. It's recorded yeah. though, so it's the thing is, his recording will be fine. But for us, we're hearing like robot. Uh, so. <laughs> as well as. Luke could just be delivering gold. He could just be delivering absolute gold, and we're all just yeah. silent. Silence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always says. <laughs> Unappreciated. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am also joined by Liam. Hello. And Matt. Hello, they can't hear a word I'm saying. I'm just going to chat to you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just derail the conversation now, Luke, right? Um... <laughs> So with this film... I'm not speaking. I don't know what noises you're hearing, but I'm not speaking. (laughs) It's going to be a wild, wild ride. Yeah. Mm. Right. So yes, this film is a... um, Basically, it's kind of a heist film, but the gimmick of the film is that it is told in reverse. Day by day, it goes backwards. So you see a day unfold, and then you go to the prior day, and you see that day unfold. Uh, we thought about filming the podcast that way, but we decided we couldn't be asked, so we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> I just want to gather everyone's first reactions. Me and Liam have already seen this film when it came out in 2017, which, mm. first off, thought it came out much before that. Um so I want to gather Luke's and Matt's thoughts first, and we're going to allow Luke to talk <laughs> for a bit, just so he can uh, bring himself up to speed. Luke, what were your initial thoughts about this film, first time seeing it? So, can you hear me? Or am I just going to just ramble on? Uh, the looks yeah. on your faces. Go for it, go for it. Just go, go for it. Go for it. All right, I'm going to launch straight in. Um, I... 
was really impressed with this film. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had not done any research into it beforehand. I didn't know what the cast was going to be. And the yeah, I was really impressed. I thought the cast were fantastic. Um, I've put in my notes, I love Ron Livingston. Um, I thought yeah. that the performances were really good. The main four, kind of the two CI, FBI agents and the two cops, I thought they bounced really well off each other. Um, I thought they made a really kind of interesting storyline to watch. Um, I thought the cinematography was really nice. I thought the, little, the shots of the lake that they kept coming back to, just linking it back to the lake every now and again, I really enjoyed. And I just, I thought the way they shot it made it look very kind of cold, very... I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. But it just felt cold, not much happening, which I guess is kind of the place they live. There isn't much happening. It's quite a destitute, kind of impoverished area for some people. And I thought the whole film with the suspenseful music and the way they shot it really portrayed that. And I was, I really, really enjoyed this film. Excellent. Matthew, your thoughts? Yeah, like like Luke, I went in cold to this. Um, I had no concept of what the story was. Um, I knew that... I'm not sure exactly if this is how you pronounce his name. But is, it, is it Rain Wilson or... Um, yeah, that's I what knew, I'll go with. Yeah, Rain, so Rain Wilson. I knew that he was um, the lead because of whatever image I saw on Netflix he was, he was in. Um, I'm a big fan of him. And then when I started watching it and Rob Cor- Corddry... Uh, Cordedry, whatever his name is again, uh, came up, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's hilarious. Um, and yeah, I knew it was going to be good enough. Um, I thought that it was a good film. Um, I thought that it was it had the potential to be a brilliant, a really brilliant movie. Um, and there are so many things about it that I really loved. Uh, but I think that there are a few moments where I just lost. Um, lost my grip with it a lot whether it's a pacing issue or just uh i'm not i'm sure we'll kind of figure it out as we go along with the podcast but there's there's a few moments where i was like this could have been done better um but equally there are some moments where i was like this is gold this is this is really brilliant writing it's really brilliant acting um and some crazy funny moments um maybe i maybe i thought it would be funnier but then equally, I, I, it's not like I didn't find it funny. But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. And it is visually, it's great. Yeah, the, the cinematography of it is stunning. Um, and it has that lovely indie film feel. I don't know about you guys, but I was watching it. I was like, oh, it feels good to be watching an indie movie. Because I've been watching nothing but like Marvel and <laughs> Godzilla yeah. movies for the last five months because there's want to watch the world burn whilst the world burns so yeah 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 um yeah it had a lovely feel to it yeah i would uh i would agree with most of the points made liam would you agree uh yeah i mean i i've I've kind of i've got high praise for this film i I think um like you say i watched it when it first came out um I'm I'm a big fan. It's it's a bit of me this film. It's it's the exact type of thing I like. It's got the kind of like a Fargo feel to it, you know. It's it's it, it just hits the right notes for me and and I think the comedy is really clever. There there is one of what I consider 
really funny, ambitious joke that most people I don't think will get um, because they haven't got the, they haven't got the attention span. But the the sitting in the car joke I think is fantastic, um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which will I'm Definitely. sure I'm sure we'll go into later. But it's there's just lots of different things for me, and uh, and yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I think it. I think it's certainly interesting because this film does mark itself as uh, a dark comedy, you know, a dark humor and all that kind of stuff. It's not really how I remember it. I do remember it being funny, but that's mostly because of the people in it are funny people, and I think they definitely made the correct decision to get comedic actors in serious roles, which yeah. is all which I always love. Yeah, you take your funny man, you put him in a serious role, you have Rain Wilson, obviously from The Office. Yeah. You have Adam Pally from Happy Endings, who mm-hmm. I just absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, you have Rob Cordry, who is more known for his community. He's in Happy Endings, uh God what else Hot Tub Time Hot Tub Time Machine. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's in a bunch of stuff. Great film. You know <laughs> um, who else you got? You got Ron Livingston, who I guess is more of a serious actor known for Band of Brothers and whatever. But even in Band of Brothers, he's probably more, you know, the comedic part of it. He's the one that doesn't take it so seriously compared to Winters or whatever. Yeah. And then you also have uh, Wyatt Russell, I believe his name was, who is in 22 Jump Street. <laughs> who, who, <laughs> after watching this film, something I always forget about the film, there's the exact same plot line in 22 Jump Street about uh, misleading the audience with tattoos yeah. I didn't that they do that. in this, and it, it's the same character, it's the same actor that they do it with, and it's just, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so weird, because, I mean, 22 Jump Street must have been like 2014 or something, so this would have filmed what, like just just after that yeah. it came out and stuff. So I thought that was really, uh, <laughs> just really weird. And also, the other actor John Michael Higgins, who you will have seen the judge in the film, who is basically, you know, comedy grandfather at this point. He just pops up into any comedy film and takes it from you know a middling five to a seven with his performance because he's so good and he's yeah. fantastic in this. And they're all fantastic in this. They bring the right level. And I think it something that is said a lot is that it's easier to go from comedy to drama. And you can see that within this film and these actors take it in stride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So coming back to that point um, of the misdirection with the tattoo, I um, I didn't realise until I went on to... Is it Aren Uziel? I could... I might be butchering the pronunciation of that. The director didn't realize he directed both this and Twenty Two Jump Street. So is that kind of a clever oh. thing? He's, like doing oh, films. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he did. He did oh, both gosh. films. <laughs> oh right. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. So it's. Um, I didn't know whether that's funny because it goes through the films or it's just a bit lazy. But either way, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I, I mean, I, I like it. It's an easy enough thing to do, isn't it? You know, to to misdirect the audience. And I think I think he probably did it in 22 Jump Street. 
and it worked and whatever. And then whilst he was writing this film, which is all about misdirection and playing with time and playing with plot and playing with narrative, he was like, well, this is the perfect thing for it. And to be honest, he probably wrote this before 22 Jump Street as well. Right? Yeah. He probably off the back of 22 Jump Street was so, given the green light to make this film. Did he write so, it? What happens in 22 Jump Street? I've not seen it. Yeah. What, uh, what, what so, in- so the Wyatt Russell character, with right. long blonde hair, yeah. he is basically in 22 Jump Street, there is a misdirect of someone having a tattoo being the main drug dealer, supplier right. or whatever. And it's passed on to someone else, but actually they have matching tattoos and Wyatt Russell is actually the main bad guy. Right. The main antagonist in the film. So it's literally exactly the same. It's taken the, the same, same concept. Yeah. 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 Different tattoo, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good enough, at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, cinematography is great. And what did everyone think of how they told the story? Did you like it? I love it. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, the way it just kind of leads into it straight away. You're there kind of in the action. It doesn't explain anything what that's happening. Um, it makes you really focus on the film and try and pick out little bits of the narrative from like news snippets on the TV. Um, there's a point where the news story is telling you what's happening. And I thought that was a really clever way to do it because it keeps you in the dark. It lets you have these little glimpses of what's gone on but it doesn't give away too much and it doesn't spoon feed you and i think with it not spoon feeding you it makes you keep your attention fixed on the film because you don't know exactly you're trying to figure it out what's happened yeah yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. I definitely think that. It's it's not um it's not casual watching, that's for sure. Like I I, I watched it with uh Soph and uh that may have been a mistake. Uh I tried tried to kind of explain the <laughs> format of the film saying, you know, it starts on Friday and then at the end of Friday it goes back to the beginning of Thursday. And she was just trying to get her head around that so much and and you know, she she drifts onto her phone a bit in films anyway. And you really need to concentrate with this. You, you, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a mystery that you have to unravel backwards. I've drank too much beer. I'm burping. <laughs> there we go. It's all out. Nice. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I love it because it's because it's different because it's interesting because it's exactly it's yeah. it's just refreshing to have to try and figure it out. I mean, I know other films have done stuff like this. But I, I haven't necessarily seen like I haven't seen Memento, but I know that's similar. <laughs> it, not not the exact premise, but yeah. the, it's kind of you know he figures it out. He's playing with narrative, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And I just uh, yeah, it's I just really enjoyed that that format. I enjoyed linking it back, and I'll I'll say one thing: when you watch it the second, third, fourth time. This film gives itself away uh, like 10 times. Like there are so many little bits where it just tells you almost exactly. Like there's one section where um, the, they're asking him how his arm is, the, police, the, the main guy, the police officer. Uh, so somebody asks him like, oh, how's your arm? Um, and he goes, uh, you know what? Uh, I didn't even feel it at the time. 
And then obviously once you've seen yeah. the film, you go, yeah, he didn't feel it because yeah. it was all, you know, set up and, and everything else. Um, so there are some really, yeah, there are some really clever bits in there where it does give itself away. Um, but they're there for second viewing. I think it's fun. Yeah. To, it's almost more fun to watch again. Uh, you don't get that reveal. You don't get that twist. No, but, no which is great. I, I didn't see it coming personally. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, but you do get to then pick apart all the scenes previous and even just throwaway lines. Like when there's a bit where Ron Livingston says, uh, oh yeah, this guy saw some like naked child, <laughs> naked ghost running across the street. And you kind of like, at the time, you're like, I have no idea what they're on about. But then at the end of the previous day, you see exactly what they're referring to. Um, But I think think there are probably quite few people who watch this who won't remember that because they don't see the relevance in the information at the time so that it just doesn't go in. And that's... That's one of its sort of strengths and its weaknesses. You know, it's you've you've got to watch this in a specific yeah. way, and you've got to pay attention to it. Yeah, I mean, um, so Matt, did you did you see? Well, actually, let's let's not say that right now. But you like the way the narrative was untold. Did you think it was the best way to do it? A good way to do it? I think that. Yeah, I think that. And at the end of the film, I was really pleased with their decision. Um, and I was pleased with the decision at the start because I was like, well, there aren't many films that, they, that do the anti-linear. Like, and it's a, it's a brave choice. And if you get it wrong, then you just look like a twat for trying to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. like, like, good, good, like, fair play. Like, they, went, they went ahead to do something, which is a, it's a risk. Because if, if, if you don't pull it off at the end, then, as I said, you look like a, you look like a pompous film twat. Um, and yeah, they 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 definitely use it to its full ex, to its full extent. Like the way that 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 they they play for it backwards. And for me, the favorite moments for me was when you, as you're going back through the days, as you said, if you if if you miss those bits of information and it's not really relevant, you're not going to enjoy the film as much. But it's looking forward to those moments. Um, but also, in in typical film form, it still leaves you. It still gives you the will they won't they. Um, one of the moments for me is, is um, when you see um, the character, the uh, the third, uh, the third robber. Um, I can't Chris. remember. What I think his I think his name was Chris Morrow. Chris the Morrow character was called Chris yeah. Morrow. Yeah, Chris. Um, yeah, Chris Morrow. When you see Chris Morrow dead, and but and you know it's going to happen, and you, but equally in the in, in the next scene or the next day. Um, the next, the next act, as it were, um, when this, when it's supposed to happen, you're still like, well, how is he going to die, and when is he going to die, and and um, and then you, even at some points, you're still like, but is it, is it going to happen? But like, of course, it's going to happen. You've seen him dead, yeah. <laughs> um, and exactly the same with when Judge dies. Um, yeah, you, you see, you see Judge's body, and then you cut back to the day to, to, to the day before, and you, you get to the scene that he's in, and 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 instantly, just like, well, how's this going to happen? Because it just makes no sense and who's going to do it and it, it, the way it plays with that. And then I'll be honest, it, it, it lost me slightly again. I think there's a small part of that film about an hour in where just before that last day, I think um, where I was a bit like, well, 
are they really going to pull this out of the bag? Because I was getting a little... It's not I was getting bored. I was just like, they've got to do something cool now because it's been a very slow-moving film. Um, and then they do. <laughs> like, the, yeah. the, the, the moment I started doubting it, it, it proved me wrong. And I was like, do you know what? <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't... I, I didn't well, I'm sure we'll talk about the twist in a second, but um, I didn't see the twist coming. And it, 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 was, it was a pleasant surprise. I was just like... I was like, oh, that's nice. That's refreshing. Um, well yeah. done like well done for doing that like and yeah at the end of the film i was completely utterly satisfied in the, in, in the method that they went about telling the story um again crazy brave to do it but yeah when you pull it off it, damn it works and if you haven't watched memento sort your sort your life out liam it's, yeah, it's locked down what else what else are you doing what else are you doing just watch that film <laughs> <laughs> i'm re-watching futurama of course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting matt that you say that at a point you felt like it didn't you didn't lose interest or were bored but it did certainly take a dip for you for me the whole way through this i was kind of i was really engaged in it i was i felt a lot of tension and even though as you said, it does tell you what's going to happen. You know everything that is going to happen. I found it really engaging. I don't know whether that was kind of the music scores that were running through it or whether that was just the acting. It really kept my attention on kind of how are they going to do this? How are they going to put it out of the back? Which way are they going to kill this person and who is going to be involved? I thought it was, um, yeah, I like I say, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know that... I was going to enjoy it that much when I read the little synopsis at the start and I thought to keep my interest in it, I was very impressed in it the way they did it. And like you say, the little the little windows into kind of how things are done or way things might unfold in the future, I thought that was brilliant just to link it up throughout the film and you go, oh, that's a nice little joke they've said or a nice little snippet they've given us and that makes sense now. Yeah, I think- yeah, the, the, yeah, sorry. Um <laughs> I said sorry, but I'm going to continue talking. Um, that's, so, I, I, that's why I didn't stop talking. Knew, again. So we all do. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but shut up. Um, right, so, uh, I'm going to start talking. It'll come in ten seconds later. Oh, so get ready, Luke. For you're going to ruin everything. Um, I thought I thought it was great that at the beginning of a day, it gave you the hook for the previous day. So, like in the morning, they found a body, and then you watch that day play out, and you see the action. And then you get to find out how the body got, you know, how the person got killed. But for two of the days, they find bodies in the morning, which then yeah. just leaves you waiting to find out. And then on that day just before the heist, you're like, right, the heist is coming now. And I know they yeah. got pulled over for speeding. And we know that something kicked off and there were shots fired. And, and, and by that point, it's kind of almost told you what happens at the heist which I think is all the more reason that when it is nothing like it's like it said it was and you've kind of been trusting this one character all the way through that that his narrative on things is the right narrative I think that's why it throws you off so well because you know I'm 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 not the best at seeing twists coming but I can usually read between the lines a bit and with this I was I was thrown completely I think yeah I think, I think- you go ahead, Cal. I, 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 yeah, the way they do the days almost becomes episodic at a point, especially with the two deaths. With Chris and the judge, it's like, okay, so they they show you they're dead, you go to the day before, 
And then basically that day is their day for that character to show everything you need to know about this person in that one day. It even I wakes up they, with them, doesn't it? Like it's yeah, them yeah, yeah. waking up. It's yeah. Them, I didn't think about their, that. Yeah. It's like, you know, no, if, if it was a series, cool. it would be their episode. They would be the protagonist of that episode. Um, I think it does a really good point. It does a really good job of showing you someone dead and you know they're going to die and then making you care just a little bit about them, you know, making you think, because uh, I, I just feel bad for Chris. I love the line where Rain Wilson is like, um, you know, if you get caught, don't tell anyone anything. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure that would be pretty easy because no one trusts him and no one, everyone thinks he's an idiot because his brain got scrambled in a meth lab explosion. Mm. And Rain Wilson goes, oh, you're not all gone, are you, Chris? I just feel a little bit bad for him and a little bit like, oh, and I know he's going to die, so it doesn't really matter about my feelings because I already, I already know the end point. But I thought that did a really good job of making me care a little bit about the character and... Um, yeah, I just felt sorry for him. Same with Judge, a little bit, because, <laughs> I mean, he is getting blackmailed for doing a bad thing, I guess, but it's not nearly as bad as what anyone else in the film is trying to do. So, <laughs> you know, affairs happen. You can move past that, whereas murder and stuff, like, no. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that scene in the Judge's house when that young... 19 year old or whatever is trying not to shit himself yeah made me i could feel every bit of pain he was going through and i thought that was an absolutely brilliant performance of a man trying not to shit himself i am um, i've Naked, been there many times with yeah. sweat. <laughs> like he was so sweaty and the facial expressions he was given and oh i just thought bang on we've all been there we've all been on the you know early stages of shitting ourselves and that you know your body prepares itself if you get to a toilet it's done and yeah, yeah i just thought that was an absolutely phenomenal performance the most relatable um, bit of cinema i've ever seen <laughs> yeah 100 percent, it was Throwing, what were you gonna say matt well you're throwing you're throwing the drugs as well you're throwing the drugs the fact that he's off he, like, that's one thing he's, he, does, he desperately needs to yeah. shoot himself but he's also high that's on why. <laughs> yeah so you're just like oh amplify that feeling by about 20 no wonder he like, because that's the thing. Even when he does shit himself, he's still like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's amazing!" <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't give a damn. He's, he knows this, whatever's whatever's going to go down that room's going to go down. But he's just like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing. The point I was just going to say is that uh, the, the the part that that Callum said about them going back and making you care about that character that, that that you ultimately know the demise of. I think that it all worked for me for Chris, it all worked for me for the judge, but I think the bit where I switched off is the relationship between um, Ed and Steph um, and those moments. And and for me, it was just, um, that's where I got lost because I think it, 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 it unfortunately, like, and, it, and I don't think this is a bad thing because I really love the ending. I, st- I still, I stand by their decision to do it the way they did it. Um, but I think because the, because of the way they filmed it, um, backwards I, I think that actually they didn't have the chance to pre-build that's Steph's character I don't think they really had the full chance to pre-build Ed's character um to what I believe they should have because I think with the with the with the level of the twist at the end 
I mean, again, we'll talk about it in a second, but the level of the twist at the end is, on paper, Steph, Ed, and Zeke are the three main characters of this film. They're the three, they're, they're the three protagonists, antagonists, and I think that the, pro- the problem that, that I have with it is that I didn't care about Ed. I didn't really care about Steph. Um, I cared about Zeke, and I, that, that's he didn't really fall threat to the to the non chronological. But again, like if if they'd managed to do what they did for me with um, with Chris and with with Judge, then I think yeah, I would be a bit more like. But I just switched off. I, the, the scene where Steph and um, Ed are fighting, the the car scene where they're talking about being state champs, and I was just like. Don't need to know this information. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Um, and that's just. But equally, I understand why they did it, and I, I stand by their decision of doing it. Um, but that would have been counteracted if they had gone chronologically, because it happens at the start of the film instead of at the end. Um, yeah. I, I, I get invested in them first. Um, in, instead, actually, I'm caring more about what Chris is doing. I'm caring more about what the judge is doing. I care more about what Andy's doing um, than I do care about Ed and Steph. Because by that point, I've got enough characters in my life. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean, actually, to be honest. I, I, I do know what you mean. Ed is a... It's because he shows up so late in the film as well. And obviously, mm-hmm. the reason he shows up so late in the film is because of what happens on the day of the heist. And yeah. and that's the twist. So it, it's, yeah, they kind of back themselves into a corner with that particular character that they just don't have the the time on the screen to, to build it up. And, and perhaps they... Perhaps they could have done more on the day of the heist. Like, there's a bit where you see him at work, um, where you, and and he's, he, yeah, he's he's with with the chairs going across, yeah, yeah. and he, he's previously spoke about how when he was in jail, he didn't think he'd return to this life, and that's kind of for me that was the that evoked the empathy in me, you know, the the idea that he didn't actually want to get back into this life, and. Perhaps they could have spent that day showing that his life is not turned out the way he wanted it. That that he was genuinely trying to be better, um, and he just failed at it. And and if it spent just a bit more time on that last day showcasing his character, his life, which they do so well with, like Chris and yep. uh, Rain Wilson's character and the judge. Like you, you, you get a lot of insight into the judge's character and his family yeah. life and his preferences, um, as you do with Chris. Even, even in the sense that they go into Chris's house and you see how he lives, yeah. and it kind of just gives you an extra idea of his character. And and yeah, you you don't get that as much with Ed. Uh, perhaps it needed a scene in a day previous. Uh, I say previously, but a day after, uh, where maybe Chris reminisces about Ed. That like the reminiscing they do in the car on the last day, yeah, the that first could day. Be forward. Could that have been done later on from Chris, who has seems to have a kind of soft spot for for Ed, yeah. and then it would have just painted Ed's character as a little more sympathetic, a little more. He's you know, but the whole way through you're just told that he's he's the bad guy who yeah. shot the cop in the bank. So yeah, and yeah, stole the money I, from. I, the- like yeah. he, he he fucks over Andy, he fucks over Chris, like and, and and outside of that you hear that he kills a kid in a in a thingy ex, in a thingy accident. And when it comes to them being like, care about this guy now, I'm like, I don't. <laughs> and Yeah, and and, and, and they say care no about him. To. Yeah, they say care about him at the same time as making him strangle a woman. 
Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's um, there's just there wasn't much connection. Like towards it, I just felt nothing. Kind of when he comes in at the end, the only part I thought I was like, oh, I've definitely seen him in something else before, and I enjoyed him in that. But I felt no kind of emotional connection to his character. I didn't really like you guys say there just wasn't enough time to develop any kind of feelings towards him because it was he's been talked about this whole time but then at the end he is just thrust upon you rushed in and it is just yeah you can't really build an emotional connection however the the female actress or, I can't or cer- her name. certainly you can't you can't build an emotional connection stronger than any you've already made you know yeah. because I, I, no. I still felt for him and I still I liked uh, him I, I love him. He's he's in he's in a Black Mirror episode, which is great, the haunted house one. Um and I I, oh, I, I yeah, I love him as an actor, but it's just it's not gonna compare to the other uh feelings I have for the other characters at that point. And uh and, you know, you go one one of two ways with it. You either put the time in to explain him or have him as a fucking bad guy. If he was a complete yeah. asshole then he is the bad I don't guy. Know, maybe, maybe that's it the point of well. the character. I know. He, he, I know it's meant to be shown. He is. I feel like that conversation is just meant to show you that it's a small town. These guys know each other. They know how each other work. Um, they've been with each other their entire lives, but he was never shown as anything but a bad person. Just because there's that one moment of him going, I don't want this life anymore, doesn't mean he's not a bad person. I think the film was trying to, you know, yeah, they're trying to round him out and make him a human being, but it still doesn't excuse his past behaviours, and that's ultimately what the film is about. It's about not forgiving him and not excusing him of an accident, as he calls it. Yeah. But probably, you know, it's not really an accident because there's a high chance of it happening. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. when you when you take a child into a dangerous you situation, been you know, it's, for you that have to accept the responsibility. So I don't. I think yeah. the film did it correctly. I but in the same the sense, didn't need to make you try and forgive him because he's not a forgivable person. But it's in the same sense, you know, he yeah, he, I, I kind he of killed did. someone accidentally, right. and the other people, the Ze- Zeke and Steph, spoilers here. They kill people very on purpose because of because of a you know to 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 get what they perceive as justice and certainly the way that things are dealt with child of, uh, with the death of Ed Junior the child yeah that isn't justice what comes after isn't justice all of the characters involved do have maybe not Chris Chris seems to just be someone taken advantage of at all yeah. opportunities in his life but they all have sins that they that they haven't took responsibility for and they haven't paid for. Um, but I'm also a believer that nobody deserves to be killed. I, I believe in <laughs> sort of rehabilitation. So so for me, yeah. their their crimes aren't, um, what's, what's the word, permitted by the other crimes. Do you know what I mean? The crime of yeah. murder is not permitted by their crimes of yeah, I fraud, think that's, uh, yeah. taking you know, bribes and, I, and, I and agree all with that. that stuff. But it's not what the film's going for and it's not what its main characters think. So therefore, why should the film show you your ideals and your 
morality. That's not what it's trying to show you. It's trying to show you the character's morality and the and the world it's created. So I think therefore it's done the correct job of not letting you care too much about what is the villain of this piece. But my it, but it gives you the hint of caring about him with that scene where he says, I didn't want to go back into the life. And, and the same with um, when you see him at work and he looks miserable and you kind of see him just doing the shitty jobs for, for because that's all he can get now. Maybe that's a narrative I'm building up in my head more so as well than anything. And, 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 you know, obviously everyone projects onto, onto the media they're watching. Um, but yeah, I, I I see what you mean. He is a bad guy. He is undoubtedly a bad guy. He ran a meth lab, uh, meth lab which exploded and killed his five year old son. Bad <laughs> bad guy. I'm, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop <laughs> arguing otherwise. <laughs> Go ahead, Lee. Say <laughs> I I'd continue the argument because I do think, although yeah, undoubtedly, you know, making meth and taking your young child into that meth lab and then killing them isn't good parenting. Um, he, I think it was trying to maybe point to a kind of, he's a victim of circumstance. You know, a lot of rural America does have a lot of poverty and they do have a lack of opportunity. And it's either you can work in kind of a job that he was doing, which was spraying cars or doors, or he was spraying something. And Cheers. you know he was doing that. Clearly it's not, yeah, it's not a job that he, cherishes but he could make a lot more money making meth and he is just a victim of circumstance i thought yeah again it's, it gives it you know it gives him a different edge that he isn't just straight up bad even though you know a lot of his actions aren't great the robbing the meth the deaths uh, but it does give that kind of little extra dimension to his character and personality Yeah, I uh, I get that point, Luke. I do find whenever I watch a film and um, someone is talking about how they don't have enough money but they also have a job, I'm like, well, where's all your money going? I always, I think that every time in a film, like, stop spending your money. Like, where is it going? I don't understand. Also, what does she do? What has she been doing for the last year whilst he's been in prison? I also thought that was interesting. But um, the main, like, if you're talking about circumstance and forgiving people and, you know, people respond to good environments and can become better people through their environment, you know, good place-esque philosophy, all that shit, that's all fine and dandy. But the main, the main sin that they basically haven't forgiven is that no one takes responsibility right and that everyone tries to push aside um their child's death so the big twist of the film which we've already really talked about is that the sheriff who is your main protagonist and your main you know goody for the for the film and that you think is telling the truth basically was in on a plan the entire time with the wife of the redneck who killed their son um, to get back at all these people for killing the son who is actually the sheriff's and the woman's son. So they've been planning this 
presumably for quite a long time. Uh, it's two years after the death of the child. Um, so and he went away for eight months. He's obviously back, got a job. So I'm gonna say they planned it for better part of a year before before doing it. Um, but yeah, they want to punish him who never apologized uh, for it and says it was an accident. He just never takes any responsibility for his for what he thinks is his own child's death. Never takes any responsibility. He, he even for kind it. of puts the, it on her at one point when he says, "I'm the yeah, one." Yeah, Because because uh, the the school calls and says that the kid is sick, and he's yes. the one that answered the phone. He says rather than yeah. her. So he he even kind of tries to put the blame on her at one point. Yeah, she was at her mystery job um, whilst the child was sick, um, and then the and Rain Wilson's character was the prosecutor. So the prosecutor against him, which I believe means he was the one that was, he wasn't defending Wyatt Russell's character then. He was prosecuting them, which means he was trying to get him into jail. And then Wyatt Russell's character paid him off to get rid of the manslaughter charges. And it was just, what was the charge then? Was it drug? Uh, I can't even remember. It was drug offences. Drug offences. Yeah. So he got eight months for drug offences, but he was supposed to get 10 years for manslaughter against, you know, his child. And the the wife says not even two weeks after the child is dead, he was planning, he was trying to get around the system and not be in jail for 10 years. So, and then obviously the judge... Who I kind of do feel a bit, like I said, I do feel a bit bad because he's not done nearly anything as bad. I mean, he's the judge at the end of the day. Yeah, he could have said yes, could have said no. But, I mean, he makes his decision based on the information he's given and the evidence put forward. So, I don't know how much he would have been aware. He's been blackmailed, wasn't he? The first time. Yeah, he was. Oh yes, I, of from course. what I gathered from it, it, this was the second time that he was being blackmailed they used they, the tape. because he says it on the phone. Yeah, he says this is the second time you've there blackmailed you go, me with then. this tape, and then you know, so he wasn't right, you know. So the, he was the, full, fully coerced was, into letting yeah, it slide. Yeah, a hundred percent. Obviously, his extra, you know, marital I totally missed that affairs. I know. Weren't. Yeah, yeah, I know they said they used to take twice, but totally slips my mind. Yeah, it seems the thing he is more ashamed of is the fact that he has a gay lover. Rather than the fact that he yes. has a lover on the side from yes. his wife, he has a gay lover, and he's planning on going into politics and stuff. So that's the reason it's it's got the blackmail holds so, so much weight, which is, yeah, definitely I do feel sorry for him that, you know, he obviously has to hide some part of who he is in the first place, you know, he's he's married with kids. Um but he does also make yeah. make a self serving decision there. Um yeah. and uh yeah, unfortunately puts himself on the wrong side of things. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> clicked onto that. Um but yeah that's that's uh I didn't I didn't think of that at all. So yeah I thought I, Stephanie I, um oh sorry. 
I'm very so. behind, so I might just be interrupting a lot of chat. Um, I thought Stephanie uh, Sigmund was brilliant in this. I really enjoyed her performance. Um, I was trying to pick, think of what else she was in, uh, and apparently she's in Annabelle and Spectre. Both things I don't know if I've watched, so when I thought I recognised her, maybe I have seen her from trailers uh, and thought, yeah, she's really good in those trailers. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought she was... Um, I really enjoyed the character and I actually was kind of emotionally invested in the character. The more you got to see of her kind of when it came out that she was orchestrating it. The first time I kind of saw it was when she got Chris killed by the judge and she was egging him on trying to get him to kind of antagonize the judge. And I was like, this is a really weird thing she's doing. And I couldn't work out why she was doing it. Like the, t- the twist hit me like a lorry. I had absolutely no idea anything was going on. Um, and I thought that yeah, she think... was really good in it. And I, yeah. I, I think it's because of her that the twist works so well. I think, I think she's used as a, a story device more than anything because she's the one that makes you believe that the sheriff doesn't know as much as he knows because she's lying to him in scenes when the FBI are there. You know, mm. she, she, you see that she gives herself a black eye to try and tell the uh, the narrative that uh, Wyatt, Ed, Ed is um, beating her up and stuff and ran off. Um, so because it seems like she is being dishonest with Zeke, I think that's what really helps that twist really come out of the blue there. Um, and yeah, as it goes on, I do then start to empathise with her a lot more considering what has happened and the explanation at the end um really sort of sells the story and uh and like you say cal you know i i understand why they're making the decisions that they're making uh especially considering it was their child um and yeah she helps to sell that she does give him a chance though do you notice she does give ed a chance to not go through with it yeah. Right before it, when and she knows everything that's happening, she says, you don't have to do this. And I think that's on the back of the conversation he has earlier, where he says, I didn't think I was going to be going back into a life of crime. Um, and then when she gives him the chance, he goes, nah, d- no, nah, we're going to have loads of money. So he is still making selfish decisions. So it is kind of, he gets, well, he gets what's I coming to I think that was him. to... I think the reason he made that decision was he didn't want to lose face in front of the other two characters, you know, Rain and uh, Chris. I know Rain's not his name, it's Andy. But I think when she says that, he it looks is Andy. at them. Thank you for that. And I don't know whether... <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, he looks at them and he kind of has this brief pause. I don't know if I imagined it or it's actually in the film. But he it seemed to me like he didn't want to lose face in front of them at the last minute. So... Which, he, which was is, there, you know, going to continue it. Yeah, which certainly happened, but that, you know, that's still a bad trait and still a bad thing he's doing. Yeah. He's willing to go for a yeah, bank so. robbery to not lose face in in front of two dickheads. Really, from his mind, they're they're dicks, and he's paid one off and got the other one. I I assume, um, Chris got his brain frazzled in the same meth lab explosion that killed his son. I assume that's yeah. where it happened. So 
I think and that's probably why Chris likes. Yeah, that's probably why Chris likes him so much, is because he probably saved his life, um, and probably saw him on the day, you know, when his son died, and probably saw a bit more of of um, Wyatt's. Uh, I don't know what the character's name is, but of of his, you know, Ed. true nature than Ed, of his true self than the rest of them. And that's probably why he sympathizes a bit more towards him. Um, but yeah, the sheriff, Ezekiel, or is it just Zeke? Just Zeke. Zeke. Both in it. Yeah. Zeke. Um, fantastic. He is so good in this film, the entire thing. I absolutely love him. And I specifically remember when I watched the film for the first time and it's revealed that he set everything up. I was like, what? What? <laughs> um, and I just thought, yeah, he's fantastic through the entire thing, and it sh- it just shows how pissed off he is at society. <laughs> the yeah. entire film, he's just like, no, if I ate your mum's fucking food, I'd be fat like every other fucker. You know, he's just he's just fed <laughs> oh, up yeah. of everyone blaming other people for their decisions or what happens to them. He just wants people to take responsibility and take charge and just straighten up. And is that what what's the scene where he's talking about being fed up and being the only clean person in a dirty town? I'm gonna give this you town know? a bath. Yeah. I'm gonna give this town a bath. <laughs> um yeah, I thought he was great and and everything everything about him I loved. And the yeah, the gag with Adam Pally throughout the <laughs> the film is just fantastic as well. Just him, his little rib. <laughs> the way he spits yeah, his food. The, the kind of relationship he had with the little, with his niece and kind of um, Andy's wife, like that kind of resentment towards Andy's wife and the life that Andy had led and that most people in the town did lead. I thought that was a really... It was just a really interesting kind of interaction. The way that he, I don't know, the young girl's actress, I don't know the little kid's name, but um, I thought the kind of banter almost that they had in the police car was, it was really like refreshing. It was a nice kind of interaction just to take an it was, edge off the film. Yeah, it was really yeah. sweet. And that's another one of those uh, uh, examples of when it gives itself away because he's yeah. sitting at the table and he's having a conversation with her. She's like, la- he's throwing the chicken over his shoulder and stuff, and she's laughing. And Andy's uh, wife says, "Oh, it's, you know, you're so good with kids. Why didn't you ever settle down and and do that?" And uh, watching it, knowing it, he he does a very obvious sort of look down to yeah. the side, little emotional moment where where obviously once you've seen it, you know that he did have a child and that child died. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's all the relationships are, are, are great, and they just help to set up these characters. And and yeah, but the Adam Pally thing, where the first time you see this character, <laughs> you, he gets told he has to sit in the back of the car, and he just freaks out. He's like, "For fuck's sake!" And <laughs> are you just like, are you like, why? What's what the hell's wrong with him? And then you see yeah. at the beginning of every day. He keeps getting told to sit in the back of the car. And then it gets to the first day. And he, and he goes, oh, you don't mind 
going in the back do you and he goes no no of course not no problem and he gets in the back and he goes i've, yeah. ne- I've never been in the back of a police car before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just think that's such an interesting joke to tell a joke backwards like that so it's yeah i really enjoyed that. yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta be really careful of like technically you've done the punchline yeah so then you have to reinvent the setup as a punchline and they uh, they did that very well, yeah. uh, I think. Yeah. And also yeah, that really no enjoyed. one was willing to give up the front seat for him either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one went. No one went. Oh, I'll get in the back. Yeah. They all went. They all just looked at him and went, "Yeah, get, yeah, go well, on." Is that the girl, the girl <laughs> says, told to yeah. fuck off by a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you get in the back, you fat fucking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his it's, face it's, after that, his face is just like. I can't believe you just said that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's when they when he offers the um, the uh, the the um, oh, I don't even know what job he. I think he's like a postman or something like that. Um, yeah, the very first person he offers a lift to work, and he's just like you kind of know he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it so he, can, he has to get his his, his partner yeah. to sit back. Um, and I also love how nonchalant they were about like. Andy clearly just robbed that guy's car. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, that's the strangest thing. Somebody just stole my car. And the cops just like, do you want to live to work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's like a, another little thing, isn't it? That really, he doesn't want to catch Andy. No. Realistically, he doesn't want to catch Andy because he, 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 uh, he shoots him at the start which is actually the end of the story yeah he shoots him dead so um you know he's fully on board with murdering everyone involved and andy is i don't think we've said but andy is zeke's brother which kind of makes the idea that he sold himself out for a porsche and made sure that ed didn't get 10 years in jail for the you know um, manslaughter of this child makes it sting even worse like his family um, yeah so yeah and he because the uh, there's a phone conversation between them two and Rain Wilson's another one that like never admits it until that phone conversation essentially it's weird because the reason they go to such extreme lengths to get justice is because they just can't see it happening any other way. These people have lied through their teeth yeah, yeah. for, well, two years since the death for Wyatt's, uh, for Ed, and then however long since the trial for Andy, the judge, um, and uh, Chris, you know, Chris is also in the meth lab as well. I guess that's why they they take him out. So, yeah, no one is willing to admit they did anything wrong, even though everyone knows they they did it. Everyone in the town knows it. That's why uh, they talk about Andy was uh, can't get any jobs anymore because everyone knows he took the money, but no one's willing to prove it or take him to court. So... It is just, yeah, a desperate attempt by two parents to get justice for the death of their child. And I think that makes it very relatable for most people, especially in a film, watching a film, you can go, yeah, I'd do that for my kid. You probably wouldn't, but, you know, you'd like to imagine that you would go to such lengths. 
for your child, uh, no matter how messed up the situation is. Cause the reason they've done it. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, kill John Wick's um, dead wife's dog. You know, at the start of the film, gives you all the ammunition you need for him to murder. 150 men yeah. in the course of that film and you're like yep yeah. I'm on 100%. board do it fully yeah. <laughs> behind him and for me it works with Let this them film suffer. I'm fully on board with them two killing everyone um, I love a Lady Macbeth style character in a film as well um, that's why I like her so much I like manipulation and you're not quite sure who she's doing it for because you think she's doing it for Ed, but actually she's doing it for Zeke. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I really love this film. I remember watching it when it came out. I'd also like to note that on IMDb it got like a 6.3 yeah, uh, stars. Yeah, great. which I is mental. That's just... Absolutely mental. People, people ain't got the attention span, yeah. It's one of the best films I've watched in a long time. Like yeah. I really, I mean, I really thought that when I watched film. it back in I, I back in really 2017. Impressed. Yeah, I think it did come out at a point on Netflix where they were blowing up, but they weren't the giants they are today. They had some stuff under their belts, some original series, but they're not. You know, they're not what they are today. And I think this film just went under the radar. And I think it is a shame and for anyone who is actually listening to us talk about films god knows why you are um you should watch this film simon is, watch this it film. is fantastic simon watch this film <laughs> for goodness sake do it don't watch, watch any of the others just this one um <laughs> but yeah i i think it's a i think it's a shame that it flew under the radar and also looking at the director's Next film was something crappy that I didn't <laughs> like. And now his newest film is Mortal Kombat. Like, he hasn't done a lot. Or, what, know, the new Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah, he's he did. It. No, he did Cloverfield. The bad that was Cloverfield. Oh, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. yeah. So it is kind of all over the place for this director. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> right. So... Our final thoughts of the film. For me personally, I think it's an excellent film. I don't think... I think for what it is, you can't really do much better. You could give it more money. Don't know if that would really improve anything. I think the cast mm-hmm. is great. I think the story's told really well. Um, I would probably give it a strong eight, if not a nine, because... It's not a perfect film, but I think for what it is, it's pretty much as good as it gets. Um, yeah. Anyone else? Um, I thought I, I rated it a nine on IMDb. I thought it was really, really good film. I really enjoyed the kind of the pacing of it. I really enjoyed the fact that the twist at the end com- caught me completely by surprise. Um, the performances by many different people in it I thought was brilliant and yeah of all the films we've watched on doing this podcast so far this has been like head and shoulders above the rest for me it has I really like I say I really enjoyed it lovely head and shoulders early 
Um, it's <laughs> yeah, no, it was just um, I like like Callum says, it's not a perfect film. There's bits that you could improve in it, but um, yeah, really well done. Didn't see what was coming, and I thought the way they did it was absolutely phenomenal. Kind of the going back in time was just such a refreshing kind of take um, on a film. Yeah. yeah. And I will probably watch it again. Yeah, it is interesting. It's like Tom. Matt? Look at, look at, look at Luke giving back to the community, putting on those uh, IMD ratings. <laughs> uh, trying to... I've got to know my opinions, man. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> one be, day... Uh, uh, it should be a regular segment. Is the the, the Derby reviews? <laughs> oh, if you want the Derby reviews, you're in for a treat. They I are thought, very shallow and numerous. I thought it was really, really good, and I liked how it was backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see how you're coming at me. All right. Take it. All right. <laughs> I thought the acting take... in it was really, really, really good. All right, well, we'll we'll just someone's got, got, right got a film on, degree. I've got a film degree. I almost got a first, but I didn't quite get a first. <laughs> That's a tell two everyone, one, mate. Tell everyone I nearly two got one. a first. Yeah. It was one percent off. Oh, I tell you, it was still a fucking two one. Might as well have got sixty like I did in my degree. What's your? It's very true. I'm not even going to argue that. No, never said I was good at what I do. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, but it was good. Good film. Um, seven and a half for me. Seven and a half tipsy sloths out of ten tipsy sloths. Um, 5.5 on IMDb, mate. Um, I think it was all right then, just seven. If you're going to be like that, Luke. <laughs> um, I think it was great. It was a good movie, but it, 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 it did a lot right. But I don't, there was, I don't think I would be like, I don't think I'd ever say this is in my top 20 films. And for me, if a, if a film is like nine it, or nine or a 10, it needs to be a, a really, really, really great movie. Um, and at the end of the day, I looked at, I, I pulled my phone out and scrolled through Reddit because I was bored when the Ed and Steph bit came on. I was just like, I don't care about this. So I, 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 I disengaged from the film. And for me, that's always a bit of a, if I'm disengaging, then that's not not the best sign. But I still think it was really good. I think they they they, they took what they took the uh, they took the um, the structure and the pacing and 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 made and made the most of it. Um, the comedy was great in places. I just wanted more. I wanted more of those moments. Um, for me, the best the best part of the film was that was the the backseat of the car joke. Um, give me five more of those moments, and then yeah, this might be one of my favorite films. <laughs> um, because it 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 it's it, it's got that indie feel and and it sits there and I think that's like it almost has that um, kind of like Wes Anderson feel almost if you get if you get that dark comedy a little bit better I, then I'm I'm kind of completely sucked in but still really enjoyed it uh, seven and a half in my eyes is is a good score um, so yeah yeah fair enough Liam uh, I rate it ten out of ten on IMDb. Ooh. Um, because most of the reviewers on IMDb are miserable yeah, fuckers. <laughs> so my reviews on IMDb aren't really uh, very telling of my actual opinions. It's I'm just trying to, I'm trying to re, I'm trying to get the balance right. I'm trying to give where other people choose not to, if you know what I mean. Um, but I'd agree with like eight or a nine, eight point five maybe. 
Um, if I'm allowed, Luke. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I like it. I, I really enjoy it. At the time I watched, when I first watched it, it was kind of one of the first Netflix originals. So there is a there is an air of just I was so impressed with it at the time because it came out for free, air quotes, um, because I have Netflix. So it was just a film that was just available one day, and I watched it, and I was surprised how much I loved it. Um, so, you know, that will have some sway on it. But also, yeah, it's it's my type of thing. It's very much my type of thing. Dark comedy crime thriller, you know, um, sort of Coen Brothers feel, yeah. but not not as not as perfect as a Coen Brothers, but you know it's it's that same kind of vibe. So uh, so yeah, big fan, big fan. Wonderful. So I think we all agree. Yes, you you there, Simon, go watch it. Have a wonderful I time. Like the, I like that we we watch a we watch a, a real film, a film that's actually made for that's meant to be like kind of critiqued, and we're all of a sudden we're giving it ratings. We definitely haven't done that in the last two films. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. but I did have, uh, you know, a simple, easy question. I was thinking maybe time travel questions, but I thought no, because we'll get to a time travel film at some point. So. We'll leave those questions for then. But, broad question for you. What do you think, if you could experience it backwards in real life, what do you think would be better? Experience backwards. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind was doing a yeah. shit. Yeah. And I definitely don't want to experience that. <laughs> 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 Like I don't want that. I don't want that. But I, I am curious as to how it were. Maybe I just want someone to do me yeah, in the butt yeah, or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's quite. Maybe that's quite telling. Um, Liam, if you want me to, I'll, I will come round there with a can of whipped cream. And I'll, I'll, I'll pump, pump it up your ass if you want me to. Yeah, you'd have it's to. Whipped cream. You'd have to your mask uh, up choice of blue. It'd have to be. It'd, it'd have to be in a park because we're only allowed to meet in parks. At the moment. But from from what I hear, it happens a lot. Of Parks anyway, so yeah, let's do it. The old, the old whipped cream up the bum is definitely something, <laughs> something that we could do in colic for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, they encourage oh, that there. They do. Yeah. They send letters. Um, <laughs> they're firing at the moment. Don't go food. here. Yeah. There are doggers here. Please don't go there. All oh, right. Lockdowns hit them hard. They need the numbers. It's just two of them at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're in a bubble, so they're allowed. Do you think think doggers wear masks at the moment? Because I imagine there are still people dogging face masks. Do you think they would? Yeah, I mean... Do you think people people are still dogging at the moment? Yeah, you know, hang your penis through the car window and just kind of like... I suppose if you've got a kink like that, you're not going to be able to fulfil that in any other way. and, And if you're willing... To do it, then you probably it's a necessity in your in your life. Yeah. It's probably uh, you, you feel sorry for the, the swingers because that's a fairly mild one, and and they they probably yeah. are being sensible. So for all the swingers out there listening, um, I hope you're okay. I hope, I hope you're getting your getting your, getting your kick. 
and please and the, get in contact with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm starting a, a Zoom call yeah. uh, for swingers. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's how they're doing it, just on Zoom. Yeah. They must, they just must be doing it. Oh, a lot of genitalia all, on the screen. They're all there just playing Jackbox TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. What would I like to do backwards? Um, I honestly couldn't think of anything that would be like if you think of something pleasurable, it wouldn't be better backwards. Like eating no. wouldn't be vomiting. Wouldn't be better vomiting. What? No, eating would turn into vomiting. No, I'm not eating saying backwards. I'm not saying vomiting. I want to vomit right. backwards because that would be. Quite harrowing. I, ex- I expect. <laughs> Please don't stop. <laughs> Unfortunately, you I would feel see, worse than when I began. Yeah, you knew it wouldn't end. You knew it wouldn't have been ended yet because you could still see the sick on the floor. So you're, you're just <laughs> waiting there, waiting for the sick to go back in your body. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> you're just ru- running away from it. It's just chasing yeah. you. <laughs> just getting closer and closer to your mouth. Like, ah. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to exercise backwards. I'd like to go for a run backwards because then you'd, you'd start off tired, but then as you as you go like further further on, you just feel like better and better and better and better. That'd but be, that be would that then also reverse the effects? Because I yeah. feel like if you, you, get you ate backwards, <laughs> you would you would get to taste the food at least. Tell you what, it'd be. Ex- It'd be weird, but interesting to experience a wee backwards. Cool. <laughs> that would be strange. Yeah. Once again, I think you you you, you know how to insert a catheter. <laughs> you don't then piss up the end of the catheter into another person. <laughs> no, but you yeah, could. It is, it Hello, too I'm your nurse. You I need a piss, and I'm. You couldn't you know. do it, right? Like an um, enema, you could. You, you know. You can certainly flush things down catheters. Yeah. And there um, you go. So yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Good point. Luke, well made. Um, our next video will be you <laughs> pissing up a inserting catheter. <laughs> a catheter into myself and then flushing things up. Yeah. <laughs> just see what happens. We're just some crazy guys. <laughs> we lose all of our one followers, Simon. We talk about. He'd love it if he could uh, throw it, throw it backwards from his shirt pocket. <laughs> that's very niche yeah. that's very niche he's our only listener though so, so it's fine yeah, th- th- things I would uh, things I would experience backwards would be like being shot or stabbed if I have to be stabbed that's or shot answer. I would like to experience it backwards so that I am okay at the end because you know with, with stuff like that you can't say that you're not curious about what being shot feels like I don't want to experience it. I would never choose to experience it. But I am curious what it feels like. Painful. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Or does it feel that painful at the time? Does the adrenaline like rush to you? And have you ever had an adrenaline burst like being shot? Yeah, personally, no. Exactly. Exactly. What does that adrenaline rush feel like? It must feel pretty good. We're going to go down a dark hole here. Yeah, that's it. Choke me and do me in the butt. (laughs) I mean, that's the second time you've said that. uh... (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There is anything I would like to experience backwards. Um, 
maybe life, maybe having less responsibilities at the end of life would be fantastic. Kind of Benjamin Button the shit out of it. Yeah, just with more grace, you know. But does I don't it, want to look kind of... Does, yeah, I mean, normally all your responsibilities I'd... are taken away from you at the end of life. So, <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> it's, o- it's only the middle, yes. really. That is. <laughs> the majority of your life is pain yeah. and suffering and responsibility. And if I had to look, if I had to look hideous uh, at uh, birth, like an old man, I think it would be worth it if I looked like Brad Pitt in my sixties. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, I was premature and had no hair or eyelashes or anything, so I won't be much of a change for me. What did you say? You were premature? Yeah, in life and birth. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I just love the sound clips. I just like the sound clips that I'm going to get from this. I bet there's probably a a Radiohead album that's meant to listen to backwards. um, Yeah, play the record backwards or something. Yeah. Don't make them like they used to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, anyway, wonderful. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and talking about this film, which I absolutely love. Um, what are we watching next? Uh, it's instantly forgotten the name. Put me under pressure. I crumble. <laughs> ready, ready Player One. It's your film. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's um, yeah, Ready Player One. So yeah, we're going to be it's... talk about Ready Player One, and we're definitely not going to have any arguments, are we? It's, um, shit I imagine it will not create any talking points at all no. because I know two of you definitely don't have strong opinions about it. I think we'll I think we'll probably be on the same page pretty much. Matt, you haven't seen it yet, have you? Nope. I th- I think I think we'll probably I think we'll end up on similar similar points of view. I think it looks like shit. Cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. So it's a shit film. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Really excited. Yeah. It's it's just the it's just weird. I, I I'm really gonna enjoy talking about it. Because it's video games as well. We all love video games. Um and it's yeah, obviously yeah. a film that tries to depict that. Yeah. So And we will talk about it next time. We're, we're, now talk about right. it now. <laughs> we'll talk about it next time with our own Lucas Darby hosting, who's very excited to do that. Can't wait. I might have a good internet connection next time as well, so just you wait. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't, because that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'll just host it and just insert sound clips. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> a soundboard instead of you talking. <laughs> it's of yourself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> trying to do your voices and imagine what you think of the film. You'd just be you'd just be talk, talking about Ready Player One, and just Luke would chime in. I wonder what it feels like to piss backwards. And on that note, we will leave you there. Hope you all have a good evening, full of chokes and doing yourself up a film. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.